Hello everyone and thank you for joining me for What's On Your Mind. Today marks the 12th day before we embark upon a new year. 11 days left in 2020. On my mind today I will be presenting the 12th President of the United States of America, Zachary Taylor, was born November 24, 1784. He was the 12th President of the United States, serving from March 1849 until his death in July 1850. Taylor pre previously was a career officer in the United States Army, rose to the rank of Major General, and became a national hero as a result of his victories in the Mexican-American War. As a result, he won election to the White House despite his vague political beliefs. His top priority as president was serving the Union he died 16 months into his term, having made no progress on the most divisive issue in Congress, which was slavery. Taylor was born into a prominent family of plantation owners who moved westward from Virginia to Louisville, Kentucky in his youth. He was the last president born before the adoption of the Constitution. He was commissioned as an officer in the U.S. Army in 1808 and made a name for himself as a captain in the War of 1812. He climbed the ranks, establishing military forts along the Mississippi River and entered the Black Hawk War as a colonel in 1832. His success in the Second Seminole War attracted national attention and earned him the nickname Old, Rough, and Ready. In 1845, during the annexation of Texas, President James K. Polk dispatched Taylor to the Rio Grande in anticipation of a battle with the Mex with Mexico over the disputed Texas Mexico border the Mexican-American War broke out in April 1846 and Taylor defeated Mexican troops commanded by General Mariano Arista at the battles of Palo Alto and Rasaca de la Palma and drove his troops out of Texas. Taylor then led his troops into Mexico where they defeated Mexican troops commanded by Pedro de Ampudia at the Battle of Monterey. Defying orders, Taylor led his troops further south and despite being severely outnumbered, dealt a crushing blow to Mexican forces under Antonio Lopez de Santa Ana at the Battle of Buena Vista. Taylor's troops were transferred to the command of Major General Winfield Scott, but Taylor retained his popularity. 
The Whig Party convinced the reluctant Taylor to lead their ticket in the 1848 presidential election. Despite his unclear political tenets and lack of interest in politics, at the 1848 Whig National Convention, Taylor defeated Scott and former Senator Henry Clay to take the nomination. He won the general election alongside New York politician Millard Fillmore, defeating Democratic Party candidates Louis Cass and William Orlando Butler, as well as a third-party effort led by former President Martin Van Buren and Charles Francis Adams Sr. of the Free Soil Party. Taylor became the first president to be elected without having served in a prior political office. As president, Taylor kept his distance from Congress and his cabinet, even though partisan tensions threatened to divide the Union. Debate over the status of slavery in the Mexican session dominated the political agenda and led to threats of succession from Southerners. Despite being a Southerner and a slaveholder himself, Taylor did not push for the expansion of slavery and sought sectional harmony above all other concerns. To avoid the issue of slavery, he urged settlers in New Mexico and California to bypass the territorial stage and draft constitutions for statehood, setting the stage for the Compromise of 1850. Taylor died suddenly of a stomach disease on July 9, 1850, with his administration, administration having accomplished little aside from the ratification of the Clayton Bulwer Treaty. Fillmore served the remainder of his term. Historians and scholars have ranked Taylor in the bottom quartile of U.S. presidents, owing in part to his short term of office, 16 months, and he has been described as more a forgettable president than a failed one. Further, Taylor was a descendant of Elder William Brewster, a pilgrim leader of the Plymouth Colony, a Mayflower immigrant, and a signer of the Mayflower Compact. Taylor's second cousin through that line was James Madison, the fourth president. He was also a member of the famous Lee family of Virginia and a third cousin once removed of Confederate General Robert E. Lee. His family forsook their exhausted Virginia land, joined the westward migration, and settled near future Louisville, Kentucky on the Ohio River. Taylor grew up in a small woodland cabin until, with increased prosperity, his family moved to a brick house. The rapid growth of Louisville was a a boon for Taylor's father, who by the start of the 19th century had acquired 10,000 acres throughout Kentucky 
as well as 26 slaves to cultivate the most developed portion of his holdings. Taylor's former formal education was sporadic because Kentucky's education system was just taking shape during his formative years. His mother taught him to read and write, and he later attended a school operated by Elijah Iyer, a teacher originally from Connecticut. He also attended a Middleton, Kentucky Academy ran by Keen O'Hara, a classically trained scholar originally from Ireland and the father of Theodore O'Hara. Ayer recalled Taylor as a patient and quick learner, but his early letters showed a weak grasp of spelling and grammar, as well as poor handwriting. All improved over time, though his handwriting was always difficult to read. Because of his short tenure, Taylor is not considered to have strongly influenced the office of the presidency of the United States. Some historians believe that Taylor was too inexperienced with politics at a time when officials needed close ties with political operatives. Despite his shortcomings, the Clayton-Bulwer Treaty affecting relations with the with Great Britain in Central America is recognized as an important step in scaling down the nation's commitment to manifest destiny as a policy. While historical rankings of presidents of the United States have generally placed Taylor in the bottom quarter of chief executives, most surveys tend to rank him as the most effective of the four presidents from the Whig Party. Taylor was the last president to own slaves while in office. He was the third of four Whig Party presidents, the last being Fillmore, his successor. Taylor was also the second president to die in office, preceded by William Henry Harrison, who died while serving as president nine years earlier, presenting the 12th president of the United States of America, Zachary Taylor.